Hello and welcome to Note to Self, a podcast that strives to bring theology to a personal level. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the life of Joseph, and as the events unfold, we're going to consider to ourselves that maybe this is mercy. Our text for today is Genesis chapter 37 and Genesis chapter 39, and as we work through the text, I pray that this will be a blessing to you. So please, enjoy. Aristotle developed three laws of association which can be applied to learning, and one of those laws is the law of contiguity, which states that we remember things because we see them together. So for example, we remember Noah and the ark, Jonah and the great fish, Joseph and the coat of many colors. Well, today as we look at the life of Joseph and zoom out to see the big picture, we'll find that the story of Joseph is much more than just a coat of many colors. We'll find that it's a story of God's mercy in our darkest times. It's a story about God's plan, which cannot be hindered by any person. This story begins in Genesis chapter 37, where we find Joseph at the age of 17. He's found himself as his father's favorite, And because of this favoritism, his brothers begin to hate him. Well, let's see what the text says. In verse 3, we find, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. There's that familiar coat of many colors. But then verse 4, And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Well, Jacob is doing a work in the life of Joseph. He's showing him favor, which is not right in any sense. But because of this, his brothers hate Joseph. But moving on in the text, we see that Joseph begins to have dreams that have come from God, which seem to imply that someday his family will serve him. Well, how did his brothers respond to the work that God was doing in Joseph's life? Verse 8, And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And verse 11 says this, And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. So not only do they hate him because of what Jacob is doing in the life of Joseph, but they hate him because of what God is doing in the life of Joseph. And this sets the stage for what we're going to find later in this passage, where his brothers act on this hatred. So move with me down to verse 20, and we find this. This is his brother speaking. Come now therefore, and let us slay him, and cast him into some pit. And we will say, Some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. So note, here's the plan that his brothers have put into motion to get back at him because of what God is doing in his life. First of all, they say, let us slay him. In the next verse, Reuben steps in and tries to defuse the situation. The Bible says this, And Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands, and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness, and lay no hand upon him, that he might rid him out of their hands, to deliver him to his father again. The other brothers said, Let's slay him. 
But Reuben comes in and says, let's spare him. Well, they decide to go with that plan, and in verse 23, Joseph arrives on the scene, and we see this. And it came to pass, when Joseph was come unto his brethren, that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many color that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. So they do throw him into a pit. They decide to do what Reuben says. But for the brothers, it just wasn't good enough. In verse 26, we see that Judah speaks up and gives his own idea as to what they should do with Joseph. The Bible says this, And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come, and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brethren were content. So they go from, let's slay him, to, well no, let's spare him, into finally, let's sell him. All because of what God was doing in Joseph's life. Well, from an earthly perspective, the plan changed greatly. But from a heavenly perspective, God's plan was the same. In Psalm number 115, verse 17, the Bible says this, He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. So the brothers said, we're going to slay him. No, we're going to spare him. No, we're going to sell him. But God was saying, I'm going to send him. How is this mercy? Well, clearly Joseph was at risk being at home. But if Joseph was never removed from his home country and sent into Egypt, he would have never reached the calling that God had on his life. So maybe this is mercy. As Joseph arrives into Egypt, we see that the Lord is still with him. And he actually finds prosperity in this new normal. But he also finds a new trial. In verse 2 of Genesis 39, the Bible says this, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Uh, the Egyptian's name was Potiphar. But then verse 7, we find the trial. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, Lie with me. But he refused. So Joseph comes into this new normal, but he faces trials. He faces temptation. And that temptation comes in the form of his master's wife. This temptation is to commit a sin against his master, against God, against her, against himself. But Joseph refuses. We see in verse 10, And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her, to lie by her, to be with her. So day by day this temptation is coming, and he refuses. Joseph doing the right thing pushes Potiphar's wife to such frustration that she formulates a false accusation against Joseph. She's so angry that she falsely accuses Joseph of committing a heinous sin against her and against his master. So as a result of this, Joseph is thrown into prison. He just had the new normal. He just found prosperity again. And now he's in prison? But the Bible says this, in verse 21 of Genesis 39, 
But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. Even in prison, God was merciful. So we go back to our question, maybe this is mercy, but how could this be merciful? Well, consider, just like God was preserving Joseph's physical state by getting him out of that country and getting him to where he needed to be, God is preserving Joseph's spiritual state by putting him in the prison. You see, day by day he was being tempted by Potiphar's wife. But for every day that Joseph was in that prison, it was a day that he was not being tempted. Maybe the prison wasn't so much a punishment for Joseph, but rather a protection. Also keep in mind that if Joseph was never put into that prison, he would have never met the butler and the baker. He would have never met the people that it would have been crucial in getting Joseph to the throne of Pharaoh. Again, keep in mind that God has this straight plan to send Joseph to something greater. But what is that? Well, in Genesis chapter 50, recall that Joseph tells his brothers in the end of it all that you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good. And why? To save many people alive. God had a greater purpose even back when he was thrown into the pit, even back when he was given the coat of many colors. For Joseph to go to Egypt, to be tempted, to be put into prison, and to be sent to the throne of Pharaoh to save the nation and ultimately create a place for God's people to dwell. So how does this apply to us? Well, there may be points in life where the people that are supposed to be there for us like Joseph's brothers, they may betray us. They may send us away. They may, in a sense, try to slay us. They, they may have malicious intent against us. And it may seem like this is the worst thing that could be possibly happening. But keep in mind that even when our circumstances seem bleak, God can have a good plan in it. Or, or maybe it seems like you had a good thing going. You had a new normal, but another person comes in and disrupts that. Maybe they have spoken ill against you. They've lied. But even in that, God is still merciful. He's still working out a plan behind the scenes that we just can't see. So hey, maybe this is mercy. Whatever it is you're going through, think of the life of Joseph and remember that from the coat of many colors up until the throne of Pharaoh, God was merciful in every step of the way. I pray that this scripture has been a blessing to you, and I hope that you'll turn in next time. This has been Note to Self, Theology on a Personal Level.